Hi, it's Chelsea. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to remind our listeners that Quiet Connection is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support our mission to spread awareness about postpartum mental health and help us continue making content, please consider joining our Patreon account, where you can expect things like ad-free listening, bonus episodes, and goodies in the mail once a month. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, welcome to Quiet Connection, a podcast dedicated to ending the stigma around postpartum mental health. I'm Chelsea. In this episode, I'm chatting with Megan, a photographer who specializes in working with women, mothers, and families. I was so excited to have her on the show because her sessions are incredibly therapeutic and healing on a soul level, and I truly believe that our listeners would benefit from her ideas around internal power and strength. Let's jump right in and hear from Megan. Hello, today I am here with Megan. Hi, Megan. Good morning. How are you? Doing fabulous. This is like such an honor to be here with you on a Friday morning and get to see your <laughs> face. I'm so grateful. I know. I haven't seen you in such a long time. It's been a while. And I'm thankful to have you on the podcast today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I think we connected first when I did family photos for you and your family. And then we did a really beautiful mother and child and incorporating your husband photo shoot. So I think you know, we connected, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So I love working with women, being a photographer for them, being a support system, really creating a safe space for women to just fully be themselves, feel beautiful, be vulnerable. And so that's kind of my overarching business and what I do day to day. I have two amazing children. I have a daughter named Avery, which we share. The we same do, name. yes. Um, an 11 year old girl and a three year old son. They are basically my muse. They keep me energized. They're my why. And I want to be this example for them that just being a strong leader and role model while also kind of going through life and struggles that just take it day to day. So yeah. You in a nutshell? That's, I would say, I mean, there's obviously so much more, but I feel like that's kind of like the surface level. What brought you to photography? So I've always hid from the camera. I've never liked being photographed. I've always felt that I wasn't, I didn't recognize myself in photos. It would like lower my self-esteem. So I would always hide from it. Um, And when I became pregnant with my daughter, Avery, about, you know, 11, 12 years ago, my mom actually urged me and said, hey, we should really do this. I knew nothing about photography. I knew nothing about family photography. And it was completely foreign. And we connected with a local photographer. um, And I was able to have maternity photos taken. And when I was in the hospital having my C-section, literally the day I had her, we got our gallery. And I fell in love. So that was the first time I saw myself, literally the day after having my daughter in the hospital, C-section, all the feels, seeing myself for the first time, feeling completely beautiful. It, it showed me a different side of photography and that you can truly feel beautiful and be seen and witnessed and valued. And yeah. That's so cool. And it's beautiful that it, that that moment happened for you, not only as you had just had your, your baby, but like you were looking at photos of your baby inside of you and feeling so connected to yourself. Right. That's so, so sweet and so amazing. 
that was my, that's when it all changed. Yeah. Yeah. So what did, what path did you take to start doing your own photographs? Sure. So from that point on, we actually worked with the family photographer for a couple of years. I actually hadn't stepped behind the camera ever. I never owned a camera besides a basic like point and shoot or digital camera. And a turning point happened actually, and I can thank her for this, is when she stopped taking family portraits. She actually went to pursue her career back in nursing. And that's when I decided like, how am I going to document my daughter? Like my big thing was really wanting to photograph her because we had done it for a couple of years up to that point. So I bought an entry level camera where I could get one basic lens, taught myself, you know, through Pinterest and YouTube, what, like what this piece of machinery was, I had no idea. And that's how it all started. So I was really picking up the camera to document her and her childhood. And then that passion just turned into wanting to photograph other people's families and children. And then now it's involved really to really solely focusing on women and empowerment and beauty and connection, whether that's back to yourself or back to their children or even their partners. I think what's so interesting about your work and what I love so much about your work is that that mission and that passion of yours is so clear. As soon as you look at any of your body of work, like you can tell that the process, well, and I can also from personal experience from growing through it, but like the process of going through the photo shoot is like a soul transformation sort of thing. And so, yes, so participating in in one of your sessions, I felt that. But even before that, um, I had followed your work and you can just see in these in these women's photos, like this deep self-love and this deep like connection to themselves, their bodies, their souls or their children or like so that mission of yours really comes through strong and powerful. And I've just, I really, truly admire your work. And I'm so excited for our listeners and our um, Facebook support group to be able to see some of that because I think they're going to connect with that. Thank you. And I got full body chills when you said soul transformation. Like that's like, I always tell my clients, like now I'm dabbling in boudoir and just like, not even dabbling. I've like gone full force. It's so exciting to just bring out. I always say women are so multifaceted and there's so many different avenues and aspects of women and the sensuality, the motherhood. When you say soul transformation is that when I talk to my clients for the first time, we often do a consultation call just to get to know each other and see what brought you into this world. And I always tell them that just saying yes to this experience is the most difficult but most rewarding part and that the whole experience at the end and the and the photographs are just like the icing on the cake because as women we're always tending to our families we're always tending to our children and we often put our needs our desires our wants on the back burner because we feel like our mission in life is to take care of these humans that we created and make sure the family's functioning well so just saying yes to something that excites you and lights you up is literally the best part of this whole experience. It like starts the soul transformation. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So for me personally, and I'm, I mean, I guess I, I, (laughs) I try not to bring it back to myself because it's not about me, but like experiencing one of your sessions, 
both times I did a session. So like you said, my first session with you was a f- with like my whole family, my mom and my stepdad and, and um, our uh, like siblings and all that. And that was, that was a really weird time for me. I, it was COVID and I was really, really scared. <laughs> so that one sort of felt like, okay, let's just get through this. And like, and, and we're going to do this because mom wants to do this and it's going to be fine and whatever. And then when I was in a better place, I had just come through some mental health struggles and I connected with you because you were doing, I think it was called soul sessions or something similar to that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to do this for myself. Like I really need to do this for myself. And as nervous and as scared as I was, because like you, I don't like to be photographed. You just sort of made the process so comfortable. Um, I've talked previously in my podcast about how like I struggled to bond with my older child. So like you guided us through that session in a way that made it really easy to connect with her and sort of took a little bit of that guilt and shame away from me. You were like, sing a song. What's your favorite song? And we started singing You Are My Sunshine. And like we started playing Ring Around the Rosie. And like she was looking at tadpoles in the river. And you just like made these little experiences out of these natural just moments. And it really helped me connect with her in those moments. And then I got to have my little private thing all by myself in the river, which was freezing, but so cool. (laughs) And I got to really reconnect with my body and I got to reconnect with who I was outside of being a mom. And it's, I don't know, I look at those pictures now and I, going through what I went through with my Avery, I'm sort of back to square one in my mental health journey. But when I look back at those pictures, I'm like, like that person was strong and I can be that person again. So like, I'm so grateful to you for that experience because you gave me a physical document that I can look back on and be like, I was that person once. I had that strength once and I can get it back again. So like, I don't know, just you're, you're a magician is what I'm saying, essentially. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. You're a magician with a camera. <laughs> it is so amazing to have that reflect, just to, to witness you and have that reflected back because I don't always often get the opportunity to connect like this with somebody to, sh- to hear more about your experience. And I'm, I'm honestly so blown away in the moment, I know that there's transformation and a lot of beauty and just, I really feel like there's something that's higher power connecting to the universe during shoots. I really do. And it's so hard to describe when you're typing something out on a website or when you're trying to describe what you do, that there's so much magic and beauty and just calmness and fun and surrender that just happens in a shoot that no two shoots are the same. And for you, Showing up the way that you did, knowing what you had been going through and experiencing in your life was so incredible. And I was just so grateful that you entrusted that in me. And then everything you had gone through with your husband recently, like, you know, him getting better and then Ben recovering was just like this whirlwind of just 
so much going on in your life. And I remember, you know, all the quiet times too, that we had with your daughter in the water of her just like laying on your chest. And even though it was freezing, you were like, oh my God, I, I love this. And she was playing and it was silly and it was so quiet. And we got like this really quiet, peaceful time with you and her just like floating in the river and you in that white dress. And it was just like so serene and magical and calm, right? Like you just mm -hmm. could feel the mm -hmm. empowerment in the stillness. And then having the moment with you after of just like, I don't even like to use the word bravery because it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't really know the word I want to use to describe it. And I don't want to say brave, but you were just completely present. I should say you were so present in your body. I remember your hands on your heart. You were able to take a deep breath and just, and I remember Ben like gazing at you and just like commenting on how beautiful you are. And <laughs> it was just this amazing experience. And to have that opportunity to work with you and your family is just, that's what it's all about. It's really, it's, it's really magical. And it's so hard to describe what happens. Like I said, just being there and feeling it and then having the photographs to look back on and remember to evoke those emotions where you were like, yes, I was powerful. I am powerful during those times when I felt so low, look what I did and look where I was and look what I overcame. And I'm still here. Like, that's what it's about. It's not always about a pretty picture. A lot of the times women cry during my photo shoots. Yeah, children will cry. Um, there's a lot of different emotions. And it's really about capturing the authenticity of what you're feeling in that moment. So whatever that may be. Yeah, you're like offering a form of therapy, I think, for um, these parents and especially mothers in general um, and women in general. Like, it's so therapeutic to get behind the camera, even though you're scared, even though you're nervous, you may not like getting your picture taken. And I would assume, because this is what it was like for me, when you, when you finally get to see your gallery and you get to see the photos, I was so nervous because I was in such a, a messed up headspace. And I was like, I'm not going to like them. I'm not going to like how I look. And it was, it took my breath away. I saw myself in a way that I'd never seen myself before. And it was, it was very healing. I was able to see the strength that you were telling me that I had and that you were like coaching me, like, you've got this, like you are strong, you are powerful. And I was able to see that. And I definitely am going to book a session with you in the future when I'm in a better place because going through what I went through in this past year, like I'm, I'm going to need that again. I'm going to need <laughs> Megan to help me see <laughs> who I really am. So what do you think drew you to specifically working with women and mothers? Thank you so much for bringing up this question. So when you were just saying that it's really healing I know that firsthand because I went through a divorce, I would say seven years ago, my, the father of my daughter. Um, and I can remember when we still lived together, I, I did this whole self-portrait project. It was like the good, the bad, the ugly. Whenever I, I would get this hit of inspiration or just be like, go take a picture. So we actually at the time lived across from a really beautiful river out in Lincoln in the middle of nowhere. So like, after dinner, I would get this hit, go take a self-portrait. I would gather all my stuff up. I would go down to the river and I would just, I would try to get at least one photograph 
there were, I would just get this hit, like, just go take a picture of yourself. And it was like such a pain trying to set up a tripod, a remote shutter by the water. Like, oh no, I'm going to drop my camera in the water. But I didn't care. It was like, I've always been the person to follow my intuition and those little nudges of like inspiration. So that kind of happened, you know, went on for probably over a year. I did this big self portrait project. And the most healing and like cathartic part about it was sitting and editing a photograph of myself because I would be able to edit the image in a way that portrayed the emotion I was feeling at the time. So whether I was crying, whether I was submerged in the water, I had images of me like breaking out of the water with my chest open and my arms out. I had some images where I'm holding onto my daughter and I'm crying because I didn't want to lose her in the process of a divorce. You know, I felt like I was going to lose her. So I prolonged my separation. I prolonged the whole experience because I, the hardest part for me wasn't leaving the marriage. It was feeling like I was losing my daughter because of the custody and things like that. So mm. to say photography is healing is the truest statement I could ever speak. You know, after my divorce and everything, I really started focusing on it naturally started to happen that even during family shoots, I would really spend a lot of time with mom, um, making sure she felt beautiful, making sure she felt taken care of, um, and really making sure she felt comfortable going into the photo shoot. We would also take care of the children and her partner, but really focusing on her and her comfort. So it just naturally gravitated towards that. And even before I started dabbling with family portraits, I was really intrigued by like old school glamour photography. And I had a photography mentor who really focuses on like modern day glamour and really empowering women. So that was always in the back of my mind. But then I, I kind of segued into my family shoots and then really what brought out even more connection to women, the woman is photographing what I love and what I connect to. So that's of course my children. So I was able to really connect with the mother and child aspect because again, longing for my child through the divorce and then bringing that emotion into a photo shoot and having a mother connect with her children. My sole focus and all my energy went right into making sure that mom and that the woman felt safe and beautiful and seen that I would almost like want to wrap this protective bubble around her just to like walk her into this experience and just al allow her to relax. Mm -hmm. Also taking care of like, we do like wardrobe and like I provide wardrobe pieces so that stress also can melt away that there's so many different options that I can offer for you to wear if you'd like. Um, I can literally do everything for you so that all you have to do is show up and I can dress you. <laughs> your kids will already be taken care of as far as styling. Your partner will always already be taken care of. So for me, just making this really beautiful, carefree, exciting, vulnerable, healing space for women, it just naturally segued into that for my own personal experience. So, you know, starting from having my own maternity portraits taken at an extremely vulnerable time, being pregnant, never had seen like, what's a family portrait photographer? What's maternity photography? No clue. Um, especially being someone who didn't like being photographed, you know, taking that step and completely falling in love with what I saw, falling back in love with the way that I looked, seeing what my body accomplished. And then having like being able to see those when I'm still in the hospital, like what a gift, right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then having that experience then segue into family photography and capturing a mother and child and the connection with a partner and then connecting it back again to just like the mom, her emotional well-being. And it's just going through my own life experiences has been like the best way to incorporate that into my business. It's just flow so naturally. And I, I'm not even sure how it happened, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it just kind of evolved. It just feels amazing. And I, I always pinch myself with clients and I'm like, how is this my job? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> and you're in front of me and you're incredible. And I'm just witnessing you and photographing you. And it's, I'm just extremely grateful. So yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful that this journey started um, with you rediscovering yourself and then helping these women rediscover themselves. It's such a gift that you're providing them. So, and you, you have a little boy now too. I do. Do you want to talk about that journey? Cause there's quite an age gap between your kiddos. I have a quite an age gap between mine as well. Um, what was that journey like starting fresh, starting over again into, into motherhood for you? Sure. So this is really interesting because I, I was pregnant with Avery and she was a breech baby. You know, I always say she's my little stubborn spitfire. You know, we went through the whole pregnancy, tried to get her to turn. I did so many things. I did moxibustion. I did, you know, like herbal stimulants. I did acupuncture. I did the whole trying to turn her in the hospital. And she was just comfortable and not moving. So for my pregnancy, I mean, we all, I mean, I don't say we all, but I feel like we want to have this natural childbirth and experience childbirth. At least that's what we think in the first time, right? That's just what we're supposed to do, you know, have babies, push them out, like all that beautiful stuff. Yeah. So that was my plan. I was like, I'm going to have this great childbirth and, you know, maybe a water birth. Like this is my ideal. So Avery had other plans. We had a planned cesarean section on Friday the 13th. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So she was born on Friday the 13th, which, you know, I still laugh about it because it's like a lucky day now, you know, there's no more stigma around that. Yeah. She was amazing. I had a, I had a nice C-section experience. There was nothing bad about it. Um, recovery actually for me was, I felt really grateful for that because I was up and walking within a couple of days and I was able to get out of the house, go on the bike path, get fresh air with her. And I don't remember too much about the recovery experience, except for that. I was able to get up and get out and get walking with the next, you know, within the next couple of days. So I think that we got separated. I separated from my husband when she was maybe in first grade. So she was maybe five or six. And then very long story, but in a roundabout way, I connected with my now fiance who photographs pictures for a living. He's done it for (laughs) 35 years. Like how ironic that I end up managing an art gallery next door to him. We connect. Um, At the time he was going through a separation, married for 25 years. yeah. And we both were at this point of like, our kids were just friends because they would hang out like Avery would go next door and hang out with his two older boys before him. And I had even really conversed. It was just like a hi, good morning. And we ended up connecting through just that mutual situationship of going through a separation and a divorce became a really great support system for each other. And then it just naturally evolved. And we now have Cameron who is three. He just turned three on the 28th of May. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. And he, you know, I I love that we're going to talk about this because I feel like so many women can possibly relate or see 
see that whatever you want is attainable because I've gone through some stuff over the past few years. Cameron was also a breech baby. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start there, right? So I, we had a planned pregnancy for Cameron. We call him our love child. We do not live together still to this day. We live in completely separate households. So I support myself and my kids 100%. Cameron lives with me full time. Wow. Brian, yeah, we have the same custody schedule with our other children. So when we don't have our other children, we are together. So 50% of the week, I do not have him available. I mean, I do, but he's not with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And the other portion of the time, we are together as if we live together and, and everything. So it was really interesting being pregnant with Cameron because that also was in effect. I didn't have my partner with me 50% of the time. I was alone and still raising my daughter, supporting myself, supporting my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say I'm very much like one of those people who will take a bunch of risks. I jump off a cliff head first. I'm in it, which is I'm completely the outcast of the family in that <laughs> sense that like everybody typically, like especially my mom, I love her so much. She is like has a plan for everything. She is so organized. She's got a plan. And I'm over here jumping off the cliff, not knowing what's going to happen. And that's just, that's the way that I've evolved over this, this whole kind of career I've created this business. Um, and I wouldn't change it. So, because I want to be that example for other women, but yeah, being pregnant with Cameron, not having my spouse live with me. Um, it was very interesting because I really, I'm not sure how, you know, if this would be considered a positive or negative or just neutral. I guess it's just, it just is. I've always been the type of person to really rely on myself and really support myself and my well being because growing up, I had, you know, I'm going to digress a little bit, but I had an alcoholic father who was not present. And I just felt like maybe that emotional well being, I really needed to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And value myself because a lot of the people around me, aside from my mom, I don't feel like really valued me as a person and as a girl and as a woman. And being in the position to solely care for myself, I obviously had support from my partner, but I didn't have that on-hand support all the time. And getting up closer to the pregnancy, it was just, there was a lot of kind of ups and downs, even though I felt very confident, I felt good. My pregnancy was, you know, we had a couple of things happen with Cameron where he had like low birth weight at the time. They weren't sure if I'd be able to carry him, you know, all the way through term. Um, actually, I did forget about this, but I did have a midwife. We were scheduling a home birth for Cameron. Hmm. And this was during COVID. So Cameron is a COVID baby. He was born in May of 2020. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm digressing a lot <laughs> here, but I think this is really important to share. No, it's good. Is that aside from COVID, being pregnant owning my own business, supporting myself and my daughter um, in this new apartment. We got a new apartment. Um, after I, I lived with my mom for a little bit through the separation, got my own apartment, You know, planning this home birth, trying to make ends meet. Um, there's a lot to think about, right? Yeah. And I remember getting a phone call. It was me and my daughter at home at the time. And I was having my check-in with my midwife and I got a phone call. And she said to me, considering the circumstances of COVID, the risks of Cameron's pregnancy, I feel like it's best if we no longer work together. Oh my gosh. So I literally, I was sitting on the phone at my computer um, and I 
I just lost it. I was so devastated because this is my second possible last pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Cameron being breached, but we actually, I don't even think I knew at the time that he was breached. This was like between 20 to 30 weeks pregnant, I think. We had just did the scan and saw that he had like low birth weight. There was some stuff going on with the placenta attachment and there was some sort of a risk where I would have to be monitored. And so, you know, my midwife at the time said, you know, I think it's best if you actually go with one of the local hospitals. I was transferred to Porter and which was a grace of like, I, I'm so grateful that I was able to go there because I connected with the most amazing midwife, which I'll get to as well. Oh, good. Um, but that was a journey that, that broke me. I mm. remember my daughter walked in and she saw me crying and my daughter's very cool, calm, collected when high emotions are at stake. You know, she can have her own emotions and her meltdowns, but when mom's upset, she goes into like mom mode. Mm. She came over and gave me the most loving hug and was just like, it's okay, mom. Like, it's okay. And I don't want to cry talking about it because I will, but she <laughs> was just so sweet and so comforting. And I, I completely forgot about this whole experience until we're just talking about it now. So thank you. But yeah, she she was like my little support system and was just like, it, it's okay, mom. And I'm like, you know what? It is okay. Like things happen for a reason. I firmly believe in that. So kind of progressing from there, I was transferred over to Porter Hospital and connected with the most amazing women over there. And I felt so loved and taken care of. And that's when we found out Cameron was breached. Mm. So from all the ultrasounds and the, and you know, the weekly checkups rather than like the monthly checkup type thing. And I was doing all the things I was doing inversions. I remember sitting like on my head, you know, my <laughs> legs in the air, trying everything. I'm like this baby, I am going to have a natural childbirth. His weight is going to pick up. We're going to be good. And I remember trying everything. And I would say the majority of the midwives on the team and doctors did not feel comfortable trying to do a version, trying to get him to turn. And this one doctor, or she wasn't she, midwife. She said, we're going to do it. Like I have faith. We're going to do it. I feel it's safe. I've been working with you. Um, so her and one of the other practitioners, we scheduled an appointment. We went in, they did the version, they flipped him. He flipped. I was so excited. And it was like, I, I couldn't believe it because that was my next step to have that natural childbirth that I always wanted. And then as time went on, we did the weekly check-ins. He was still small and they were going to start scheduling me a C-section date. Mm. And I'm like, I've come this far. I'm not doing that. Like I had to hold faith, right? Yeah. And I remember it was the last week. I don't remember if we were like 30, we were like in the 30 weeks, like at the end. 35, 36, 37, we were, we were pushing the end. And I got the clear that we were able to ride out the pregnancy. Yay! And we were able to shoot for the natural childbirth. And I was, I was so excited. So kind of to finalize that, we were able to go ahead and have a beautiful natural childbirth. I will add this point in two, and this is no jab to my partner <laughs> whatsoever. But I'm going to say that I have never felt so freaking powerful than I did laboring alone. Uh. So I labored alone. Um, my daughter and I, I had her in the morning. So first the, the midwife said, hey, I'm going to be at the hospital on this day. I want to deliver your baby. We're going to do this. It's time. <laughs> 
And if you would like to try and have your baby on this day, I'm going to give you my midwife's brew, right? So, you know, I don't really know much about this. I bought all the ingredients and my daughter and I are sitting there and I'm like, Avery, should I do it? And we like looked on YouTube at like what this does. And she's like, well, let's do it. So we mixed it up. I started drinking it. Of course, I was like completely grossed out. It was not pleasant. <laughs> and like within a couple of hours, I just started like feeling off. I, I almost was feeling like a stomach bug. For, like I just didn't feel well. So I had my mom could get, come get pick up Avery. And I, I started to feel what I thought was labor. It was within literally five hours of, of drinking that. It was like 11 wow. o'clock. I took that. And I remember laying in bed and just being like, oh my gosh, I think this is happening. And my contractions happened instantly every four minutes. Wow. Instantly. And I, again, I had never experienced a contraction. I had never had labor. And by myself, my partner, like we joke about it to this day, was out kayaking with his two older kids. <laughs> So he's out kayaking and fishing and I'm texting and I'm like, I think, I think it's happening. Like, I think this is real. And I remember messaging my mom, God bless her. I remember being like, I'm in the midst of really painful contractions. And my mom was like, oh no, Megan, like if this is how you feel in the beginning, how are you going to feel when you're really in labor? And I was like, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so I'm, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And I was like, by myself, right? I'm literally alone. And I call my midwife saying, okay, just checking in. I think this is happening. And she's like, you're alone right now. And I'm like, yeah. she's like, you can't be alone. I'm like, I don't have a choice. Like <laughs> I, I'm doing it, you know, I'm getting, I'm doing it. And she's like, okay. So I remember I got in the bathtub. I kept texting my partner being like, okay, like you really need to come here. And of course he booked it. He got there. Like I was in the bathtub. I had contractions every four minutes, every two minutes. It was nonstop. Oh my gosh. And yeah, he got there. I got out of the bathtub and we made it to Porter Hospital. And 45 minutes later, I gave birth to Cameron. Oh my gosh, so you pushed it, girl. I I literally labored by myself. And I I don't even know how I got through it. And I just want to like let people know that even if you're going into that situation completely blind and you think you're preparing, I was doing um, breath work. I was trying to prepare. When the time comes, allow your body to just do what it wants to allow a surrender. And that's in all those situations, surrender to your own power. Because oftentimes I feel like if Brian was there, if I feel like my mom was there, I feel like I would have let my power away. I would have given my power away and I would have surrendered in a different way. Yeah. So I'm so glad this conversation is coming back to birth and the empowerment of women in our bodies. And I know in that case, I was extremely lucky and grateful to have that experience. Yeah, I wanted to change it for the world. That's so amazing. I'm so, I get like full body chills even thinking about it, like, how the heck did that even happen? And like, now I want another baby. I'm like pushing Brian to have one more. I'm, and you know what's funny is that my first pregnancy, I was so focused on like, oh, it's my first child. Like, your mind's not thinking this may be my last pregnancy, right? Mm hmm. And then with Cameron, I was so focused on getting him to turn and getting to have that natural childbirth. I didn't focus on, wow, this is my last baby. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, there is this little girl, like there is this girl that wants to come in and I just feel her. Oh my and gosh. I just know, like, I just know. And I mean, Brian's, he's a little bit older than me. He's 13 years, my senior and just by a number, not in physical ability, anything like that. <laughs> 
And I mean, he's fantastic. He's just like a spitfire. And I want to welcome in another baby with him. And this time really focus on me. This is my body. This is my, what I'm bringing into the world and really nourish myself and love myself in that, that time. Because I feel like we often just focus on so many different parts of birth and pregnancy that we don't focus on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hearing you talk about these experiences, you exude that sense of power. Like, I love that you have come into that power and you're embracing that power. And, and I don't know, you, you're just, I envy you in a lot of ways in that you have that sense of, that sense of, of power just keeps coming back. Power in your body, power in your soul, power, power as a mother. And, I love that. And to bring it back to your photography, that you give a little piece of that to every mother and parent that you work with. And I said it before, I'll say it again. I cannot wait for our listeners to see your work because it'll it'll make so much more sense to them when they see uh, some of your work because you did that power that you have within yourself. You give a little bit of that, I think, to each of us that you work with, and you let us see it in ourselves. And like I said, hopefully, again, I can work with you again someday because I desperately want—I want that feeling again. I want to feel like a powerful mother. I want to feel like a powerful person. I—I I identify as non-binary, so I won't say powerful woman, but mm-hmm. um, but I just. It exudes from you, and I'm so grateful that you share it with the people that you work with. Thank you. I love that you want to take this journey again because I think it'll be so exciting to see what that looks like for you. You are such an open book. Megan has her own um, Facebook group for women, which is amazing. You're super transparent about your journey and you're so uplifting and you're so supportive of all of us. And I just know that when you go through this journey that it'll be so exciting to see. I love that you can picture, you can already picture who this little person is too. Oh like, my gosh. I just feel it. Like I, I just, I feel her and that's why I feel like I need to do this for her. Like I just have this feeling. It was the same for me with Avery. Mm-hmm. With I was never going to have another child. I never wanted to have more kids. And it was through a Reiki experience. And I felt this little soul, although I will say I was convinced that it was a boy. I said, like, my son is here. Um, my partner and I joke that um, she's a girl until she tells us otherwise, because through <laughs> <laughs> through before I conceived and through the whole pregnancy until we found out her gender I just had this so my son is here my son is my son wants to be wow. born um and we got Avery <laughs> yeah so it was somebody but um but so I can connect with that that you just feel like nope there's there's this there's this soul that really wants to come earthbound and it's and it's my privilege to sort of bring that about yeah and to feel that connection back to my body through that experience one last time is yeah. so important to me. And I, I think it's a perfect segue to just say my experiences of feeling extremely disempowered in certain circumstances 
and being told that I'm not important or powerful. That was just something that I experienced throughout different careers that I was in and how I internalized those feelings. So really going through these other experiences of feeling empowered, of creating my own business through my life experience, being able to support women in that. Um, And I love that you said that I'm able to give a little piece of that power. But what I would really like to say is that every person has this in them. And you know that because you've experienced it and it never goes away. It never goes away. Sometimes it's hiding. Right. You know, it's always there. And I have this wonderful mentorship that I'm going through right now myself, which it's so easy to look outside of ourselves for inspiration, for hope, for empowerment, for validation. But what's the most important is to reel it back in, clear out the noise, clear out the clutter, all the distractions, and just remind yourself that all that power is in you. And so that's what I love. I love to hold the mirror up for women, whether it's through photography whether it's through business mentorship, to just say that you hold all the power. You're already magic, right? And then sometimes a picture is just a reminder or it's a way to heal. It's a way to pass down that feeling to generations, but you hold all that power. I love that. I love that so much. So something that I like to ask all of my parents, and and I'm often really pleasantly surprised with the diversity in the answers is if you could go back in time all the way back to like, let's think about like when you were young and you were talking about how you didn't feel that power and how you you felt like you kind of weren't valued. If you could go all the way back in time and tell yourself one thing to get yourself through, one thing about your future and where you are today, what would you tell yourself? So I'm really big on whatever pops into my mind first is what I want to share. So as you were talking, um, and I actually just recently went back into this with my mentor, was I had a vision as a little girl, myself, welcoming her back to me. And the biggest thing that she told me during this vision I had is that it's important to be loved, no matter of like perfection, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not you're perfect. In whoever's eyes, you will always be loved and you deserve to be loved and to always hold on to your power and just never give your power away. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Power is our is our buzzword for this episode. It's knowing how how powerful you truly are. And it's not powerful in ruling over people. It's not that kind of power, or it's the internal stillness and calmness to know that you're always going to be safe. And in those times where I feel like, you know, owning my own business having my own place and supporting myself. Times get tough sometimes. And I always have to reel it back in and calm my nervous system to say, you are safe. Mm-hmm. You're safe right now. Just that reminder that you're, you're loved, you're powerful, and you're safe. That's huge. And for a lot of people who are going through mental health struggles or postpartum mental health struggles, that feeling of safety is something that they need and they need to cling to um, because you don't have it. So that's, that's beautiful. You are loved. And in this moment, you are safe. You're safe. I go back to that. I revisit that all the time in times of feeling stress of you are safe in this moment. I am safe. And it just, it allows you to take that deep breath and take that pressure off for a moment and calm your nervous system and say, I am safe right now. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. 
I am safe. My children are safe. Right. We are both loved. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. So what would you say to a person who is maybe on the fence, who maybe like us doesn't like to get in front of the camera, but is maybe considering doing a session with you? Like what, what, how would you maybe build their confidence a little bit to take that step? Sure. So I'll be completely transparent again. I thrive on honesty and transparency. And I'll say there's so many women who reach out to me or when I say this is what I do and I share my work with them, the first thing they say is, oh, I'll book that next year when I lose weight. Mm. I'll When I look better, when I lose weight, then maybe I'll reach out. And what I want to tell you is this goes for boudoir, this goes for family, even my boudoir clients who are literally in my studio sometimes naked, right? Or in, <laughs> right. in whatever whatever they would like to wear to present themselves. You never have to change your physical appearance, right? You never have to change your body. You are perfect as you are. And what I can say is that if you've ever been excited, if you get, I always say like, turned on and lit up by seeing images, just connected. I want to create images where you see them and it makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's a consoling photograph of just like love and tenderness and calmness, if it's people laughing, if it's silly, I want you to feel something and that's going to trigger in you how how it makes you feel and how you like to be emulated in that same way, right? And seen in that same way. So first I would love to say is that you, if you feel like you need to change your physical appearance, I understand it. I understand how you feel completely. I feel it every day, <laughs> but that I do, I know. Well, I think we all do. I think we it's, do, right? it's just a burden that's, that we all carry, I think. Yeah. You never have to change the way you look. Um, the way that you will be held and seen during a photo shoot experience is probably nothing like you've experienced before. You will be carefree. You're going to show up and be so vulnerable. I always say, say, like we talked about in the beginning of our, our connection here, that just saying yes to the experience and even booking a consultation call is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Just saying yes to yourself. So put aside the fears of your outward appearance because in my eyes, and I know once you see your pictures, you're going to be like, why did I worry about that so much? Yep. Why? Yeah. Um, you're going to see your beauty. The magic that happens in a photo shoot is like we said, you can't really describe it, but the beauty that exudes from a person, a mother, the connection to herself, children, her partner, it always comes through in the most unique and beautiful way. So that again, just saying yes and booking the shoot, even putting down a small deposit on a shoot and letting <laughs> everything else figure itself out yeah. is the hardest, most rewarding part. And when you leave the experience, whether it's like boudoir or family or a solo portrait shoot, every woman or every person that I photograph says they they walk out with this like excited energy to face their day. Mm-hmm. They're happy. It's like I get chills even thinking about it. Everybody just leaves and they're like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Or even like partners are excited. You know, we talk about husbands who are just like, oh, I'll do this for my wife, I guess. Like, what? I'm just going to show up. And it's, they're so pleasantly surprised. And the wives are so pleasantly surprised. They're like, oh my God, he actually had fun. Or my kids had fun. And it's just, it ends up being such a lighthearted, fun, carefree experience. And just saying yes to it, like I said, starts that transformation of empowerment. And like you said, soul transformation. 
And then the photographs are just that beautiful reminder of that time you chose yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the beauty that just, it lives on and you can hand it down to your children. And if you don't have children, you heirloom it yourself, right? Yep. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm I'm talking you up here, but it's so well-deserved. It a hundred percent what you're saying um, is what I experienced and what I love the most about your work. And I've, we've, I've had family portraits done before, not of me and my partner and, um, other than with you, but like all growing up, my mom, we would get portraits done and things like that. And it was always a big pain in the butt. I hated having it done. The process was so stiff and I couldn't stand it. And the pictures that we got were just those to me. They were just pictures and it's silly to look back at them now. Um, But my mom enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, So I started following your work long before my my mom reached out to you to book a session, that first session. I just sort of found you through social media. And what I absolutely loved and admired about your work was that I didn't feel like I was looking at a portrait of someone. I was looking at a moment. I was sensing an emotion. I, I felt the feeling of that moment. That's not an eloquent way of saying it at all, but but it is exactly what you're saying. Like if you're worried about your body, if you're worried about your appearance, I mean, I have Bell's palsy, half my face is paralyzed and I've put on a lot of weight recently and I had put on a lot of weight when I did my um, soul session with you and I was very, very worried and concerned that I was going to hate what I saw of myself in the pictures. And I didn't, I didn't see my body. I saw, I saw my strength and I saw my connection with my partner and I saw my connection with my daughter. And so, so that is what I think is most impressive about your work and why I'm so excited to share um, with our listeners, because I think what you do is so healing and so empowering and I just, I thank you for joining us and for um, sort of collaborating with me and sharing your story. Thank you so much. It's been amazing to reflect and just have this connection. I feel like we don't always have this, this beautiful connection to people right now. So it's, even though we are digitally connecting, I just, it's, it feels so nice and refreshing and it's such a beautiful way to start the day. So Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you again so much to Megan for joining us on the show today. If you want to check out her work, I will link her website in the show notes. And I will also feature some of her work on our social media platforms. If you'd like to follow along with us on Quiet Connection, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Quiet Connection or at Quiet Connection Podcast. A great way to show your support for our community is to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and also consider sharing our episodes through your social media. You could also consider becoming a Patreon member and gain access to things like bonus content, ad-free listening, and goodies in the mail once a month. If you'd like to share your personal journey, you can reach us through our website, quietconnectionpodcast.com or by email at quietconnectionppmh at gmail.com. Join us next time where another story is told and you realize you are not alone. I see you.